Hello, this is Genoa. This is Yuzu. And this is In Flight Entertainment. Hey, uh, we are back. New week. And uh, we have some fresh reviews for everyone. And we're um, all about running. It's just running, running, running. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. A lot of running. Running and running for the ultimate prize, their lives. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to start off running week with a new movie that was released on Netflix uh, called Beckett. It is starring John David Washington, uh, Denzel Washington's son, and a couple other people. It is directed by an Italian director, Ferdinand. I can oh, see you, you had it. You had it. You oh. had it before. You had it. Ferdinand. Oh my God. <laughs> you can do it. Um, you and you were like you were doing that like that Italian like tongue roll when you were like. I know, but now now we're recording and I can't I can't say his name. <laughs> okay, for for Ferdinando Tito Filomarino. There you go. All right, cool. I was saying like I'm singing a song. <laughs> yeah, so that's the director, guys. Um, and so the plot of the movie, according to IMDb, is. Following a tragic car accident in Greece, Beckett, an American tourist, finds himself at the center of a dangerous political conspiracy and on the run for his life. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, yes, he is. Um, So what I watched, the, the first 10 minutes of this movie, you know, what I was thinking about when we reviewed this, it was a throwback. What? Gotcha. Oh, see, and when I was watching it, I was thinking of Alfred Hitchcock movie, The Man Who Knew Too Much. Yeah, that too. (laughs) Um, Which is about a tale of an American tourist in Morocco whose son gets kidnapped, which sets off on uh, uh, international intrigue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the reason I was thinking about Gotcha is the whole like American, you know, being in another place and getting caught up in something that he's like over his in over his head on, like have no idea. Yeah. So <laughs> watching this though, it felt like so Gotcha is a very fast paced, fun, silly movie. Um, But it felt like to me Beckett was trying to be like an Alfred Hitchcock movie with the face and the intrigue and trying to delay to tell you what's going on. Whereas Gotcha just sort of throws you throws you right into it. Exactly. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, uh, totally. I agree. It's it's definitely about Gotcha. No way, shape, or form. It's definitely Hitchcock. Most definitely. Uh, it's like you know, you, you, it, it's one of those narratives that you you only know what the main character that you follow and know. And I, like I said, I always go back to the whole like narrative, like there's restrictive narratives and non-restrictive narratives. In this case, it's kind of the situation of restrictive narrative, meaning that the movie follows the main character 
from beginning, middle, and end, it don't cut away and it don't have, it don't focus on another subplot. It don't focus on another character. It don't focus on a protagonist. It don't toggle back and forth. It's like you're following the character. All the information that you're getting is through the character's eyes. And, you know, all of the action, you're getting it through the character, you know. Um, So every time I see movies like this, I always take a film school like, oh, restrictive narrative. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, it is is rare, you know, seeing movies that kind of, you know, focus on restrictive narratives. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, sorry, guys, I had to film nerd on y'all a little bit. But every time I see movies that kind of have this, I'm like, oh, look, they're doing it. Yeah, is there another, is there like a popular movie you can think of that does that? Uh, watched uh, The Piano. I don't know if you ever remember The Piano, but The Piano was definitely a restricted editor film. I think that won the Oscar. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. Yeah, yeah, with Adrian Brody. Uh, I think, I guess you would call Gravity a restrictive narrative film. Okay. Yeah, because we—I mean, we 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 follow Sandra from beginning to end. We do not cut away from her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, anyway. So sorry, guys. Film film nerd. I had to bring that up. So all right. So the movie. Oh, the 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 girlfriend in this movie. Uh, what's her name is? Uh, she was. She's the she's the new um, uh, Laura Croft. Uh, Alicia Vikander. Oh, it's, oh, yeah. That's why she looked familiar. Yeah, and every, and she burst on the scene in uh, Ex Machina, so that was like her like breakthrough role, and right. everyone like knew her from that. Yeah, so yeah, it was, she it's her. <laughs> yeah, and so because this is like a single character narrative that we're following from beginning to end, all the other characters or actors in the movie feel like they have very bit parts but there are like a few main characters that are important i mean we have his girlfriend who dies at the beginning of the movies and which is the reason the rest of the movie happens mm-hmm. um we have a police officer that is chasing him played by i believe boyd hallbrook okay uh, and then there's like a female character that that comes and helps him, played by Vicky Creeps. Yes. Who? Okay. After after kind of wax her car a little bit. All right. So, who, who, anyone who watched Fan, uh, Phantom Thread, she's she's the woman in Phantom Thread. That that you know, um, what's his name? Daniel Day Lewis kind of had a you know a thing for, <clears throat> and the reason why I love her so much is the scenes in and Fan- Phantom Thread, like she was holding her own so good with the scenes, even like intense scenes with Daniel Day Lewis, because Daniel Day, I mean, he he could eat a scene up, but. You know, which she would kind of like roar, 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 verbally kind of like roar back at the Daniel Day Lewis character, you know, to kind of put him back in his place was phenomenal. I mean, like how she would kind of hold her own and kind of point out Daniel Day Lewis 
weakness, like character's weaknesses and like his his mama issues and things like that and kind of have him cower away in his own way was just amazing. So like when I see her in the movie, you're like, yes, like I I love her. We need more of her in movies. Like, even yeah. though she she wasn't a big part in this, I mean, she was she was a very intricate part of this movie, but you know, she was still an important person in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um so after Beckett's girlfriend dies, um, he's left in the countryside of Greece and he goes to see the place where she died in the car accident. And while he was there, um, that's when everything starts to go downhill for him. Because while he was being interviewed with the cops to explain what happened, um, he let them know that the house that he crashed into, that he did see people in there and they were people that he weren't, wasn't supposed to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And all this stuff just start unspooling. Um, and, I, and what makes it, you know, what makes you, makes it intriguing, like I said, is the whole fact that, you know, you don't know, like, you can't, you don't know who to, like, he don't know who to trust, therefore, the audience don't know who to trust. Like, you think, okay, and there are certain scenes where you think that certain characters were just, you know, legit, you know, legally good people that was going to help him. Um, right. right. Yeah. So for first, like it's the cop that someone shoots at him. The cop comes up. Don't worry. You're safe. It was a misunderstanding. And then the cops start shooting at him. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's the embassy people that are supposed to help him, but then don't. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. That's one of those. Like, and, and, and like he's trapped, he can't get out. He can't, like he's stuck in Greece. Yeah, he people he trying to kill him. He doesn't speak the language. Uh, based on how he's walking in this movie, he doesn't really know how to walk either. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yes, he's, he uh, definitely yeah. doesn't understand. Like when you're crossing, like when you're traveling uh, from point A to point B and there's water and you don't have any change of clothes or anything, you don't walk through the water because that's just going to mess up your feet and make you cold, which could make future walking harder. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure on the hail of bullets, he didn't really think that practical. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just try to get away from the people that was shooting them at that point. Right. Uh, yeah. It, uh, it, it, okay. So when I when I okay, when I watched this movie, I, I started thinking about other movies. I started thinking about okay, if this movie was was like if Ryan Gosling was Beckett or, you know, so if someone else, someone, you know, white, whatever was Beckett, would this have been a different film? I, and my answer would have been yes. Um, why? Because there's this thing in Hollywood right now where, you know, we have to kind of maintain kind of like the, the, 
the white actor as the you know, uh, like what they call the, the impossible white man, meaning that it's impossible for this white man to die or get killed and or get shot or get maimed, things like that, right? Like it would be a Leonisa's situation, right? It's like Leonisa couldn't be in this movie because he knows everything. Like he have a set of skills. He can he'll probably, you know, get to the person who's in charge and, and wipe them out, you know, things like that. And through that lens, I really like lean forward at how, you know, David, you know, Washington was playing him. Like, okay, but I have a serious issue with how he, they were like the body movement they chose for his character. Um, Because it's the way he was running, it looked like he had never run in his entire life. I don't care if you've sat in an office. I, I mean, I've had an office job for 20, odd years before I started working out, I knew how to run this guy, like his character, the direct, the body movement that they gave direction that they gave him on how to run or to walk is just so distracting. He can still play that character and run like a freaking normal human, not like stumbling around and not knowing how to put one foot in front of the other. Um, yeah, that's true. I mean, it but, was so distracting. But but then again, okay, all right. So, okay, if you were stabbed, shot, <laughs> yeah, but even before he was stabbed, tumble down before, a mountain down there before he was. <laughs> Uh, before he kept jumping off of like, oh, I'm in a two, like, here's the ledge, let me jump onto the tree 60 feet below me, uh, or here I'm in the second floor of a building, let me jump off the building. Um, before all of that, he still could barely walk down the street. He just, his body movements were so freaking bad. Um, and like, even after he goes to the embassy, he doesn't know how to walk. Like, they fixed him up, and he still doesn't know how to walk. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> uh, I mean, I... I, I didn't... Oh, that didn't really... I guess... I, I, I guess because of, like, the, the hypothesis of, okay, maybe he... Okay, maybe he... Okay, let, let's just, let's just say... Okay, so let's say he was an office guy. I mean, he was a little pudgy. He wasn't really like you know the most fit person. He, I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't rocking the six pack under that sweater. Agreed. It seemed like he was slightly not really in shape. Um, Agreed. So, and they said he was like a a computer dude at some point. That they said that was his job. So I assumed he's like been sitting in the dark room programming things. Yeah, and uh, maybe maybe came from like a maybe came from like you know uh, a cold place in the United States that they don't really jog or running. <laughs> they said Ohio. Yeah, so yeah, Kate said straight out of Ohio. Yeah, <laughs> but he's oh, I just like even when he doesn't need to run away from anyone when he's just walking down the street. He's lumbering like left and right and falling all over the place. Like, no, it was too distracting. <laughs> okay. 
And so you wanted him to just do a Tom Cruise and just kind of run across uh, <laughs> point to point? No, but there's, uh, they just, there's, there's better ways to portray your body being beat up and barely moving than the way he was doing it. It, it was too, it kept taking me out of the story. Okay, so on that rationale, okay, give us give us like a like a character in a, a movie recently that we've seen that had that kind of suffered those kind of mortal wounds, but was still, you know. They weren't mortal wounds. He got shot in the shoulder and he broke his arm. Yeah, and he gets stabbed in like the what, like didn't he get stabbed like in almost a chest or a little or just yeah, but that, guess doesn't, that doesn't impact his legs. Okay. All right. Well, that suffered injuries. <laughs> I just, I can't think of any movies. Uh, all I can think of is like at the end of a 15 mile Spartan race, when people are completely beaten up and their legs are dead, are still able to walk better than this guy is and because they haven't been stabbed or shot (laughs) might as well have been Uh, and also being stabbed it was broken arm i don't remember him being stabbed at all uh uh, okay it was you know it was in the uh it was uh in the subway remember like the guy that was kind of following up the subway they stabbed his like Again, his arm or his hand, not his leg. Oh, no, it's, I think they slashed him in his side. Again, also. not his leg. <laughs> <laughs> he okay. didn't know how to move his legs. Well, you know, so you tell me like the pain receptor is just like it's from just the torso up. Like that don't affect any other movements if you... No, but look, if I'm my shoulders hurting, my arms broken, my thing, yes, I'm going to crouch and hold that side, but I'm not going to like not know how to put one foot in front of the other. He was clumsily he was doing it, but he was he was doing it. (laughs) Very clumsily, but he was getting to his destination. Not with grace. <laughs> Not at all. I right. definitely like, don't argue with that fact. Like the after his after he's been shot in the shoulder, uh, he is not able to walk. And then yes, lots of other things happen to him. But still, com- continuously, bad things happen to him, and it's from the waist up. But he doesn't. He's just the the walking that they directed him to do did not look realistic for someone that was only injured from the waist up. Gotcha. On the flip side, <laughs> uh, it, okay, say John Wick is shot the leg, but he can still run, no problem. So, yes, like, we got discrepancies with movement. Right. That's a fantasy world. This is supposed to be like real. Entry. Not really. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but well, the, the the point I'm just trying to make is to realistically show a person <laughs> being injured 
and not just throwing whiskey on them and saying, okay, brush himself off and, you know, run into a plane and on the wing of a, a helicopter, whatever, you know, right. like, it, yeah, no, it, it, I, just, I, it felt I, real. I hear what you're saying. Agreed. Uh, they would never cast a white man in this type of role. Um, who doesn't just pop up and is fine after being stabbed and everything. I just, I feel like they needed a better movement director on set to help him portray an injured person walking and not just someone that doesn't know how to walk. Gotcha. <laughs> I feel they, they took it down the wrong road for, they needed a movement director. <laughs> right on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so we kind of see him, you know, not walking well from situation to situation, trying to piece together, you know, what's going on well, like what's happening, like bigger things at play, uh, and and above all, how the hell is going to get out this thing, you know? Right. Um, yeah, and I think that's kind of why the restrictive narrative works in in terms of like. Focusing on one person and one person like dilemma and them trying to, you know, solve the problem, you know, because if you if you if you cut to the embassy, if it cut to the other people and we knew everyone else was kind of in and trying to get him like it would have been a suspenseful because you would just know who's after him. Like you wouldn't know like who's the safe people, who's people after him or who's the killers disguised as the people that's helping him. You know. Yeah. So yeah, by following the same character through the movie, like you, they're they're trying to put you in his shoes when he's at the train station and and looking around and he doesn't know who he can trust because the people he's trust before are the ones that have attacked him. Yeah, like and then it's like the whole crapshoot of he, he come across somebody like oh like is is this person trying to kill him or help him? <laughs> like every time he come across someone, like you're like oh man, I hope you don't I hope they don't try to kill him because he need help. <laughs> uh, and, you know, he come across some people, you know, that's like generally like oh you know like what's wrong blah blah blah, and then you have people that's like oh yeah come here. And try to kill. Him. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, it was interesting. I mean, yeah, the um, the uh, you know, you know, the third act of the revelation. I mean, it, it, the landing could have stuck a little more um, when when things start unraveling with the kind of bigger conspiracy. I mean, that could have been a little tighter, but you know, other than that, you know, it kept you watching. Like, how Beck is going to get out? you know, agrees more so. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Because <clears throat> he does eventually make it to the U.S. Embassy um, and things start to go wrong there for him. Um, oh. And he realizes that like the boy that he saw in the house is the son of uh, one of the folks running for president of the country. And he was kidnapped. And so he's worried about saving the boy now. So he's he's gone from running from the police to trying to figure out how to save this this boy. Yeah, exactly. And while I was watching Beck, I'm like, wow, this is the one of, if not one of one of the perfect analogies. If people wanna wanna know how does it feel 
to be a black person. <laughs> um, this movie's it. Uh, I mean, you could you could you could take Beckett out of Greece and put him in the South. You could put him in a crowd of policemen. Like it, you could just his situation mirrors whatever. Like it could be global. He could be wherever. Like because. And maybe Greece is like a metaphor for police. It's like, okay, you can go to, you can go to them. They can generally, they generally try to help you. They generally try to, you know, get you out of the situation and really, you know, be humane, humanitarian. And then you have one that's like, hey, we're here to help in disguise, but <laughs> have all to your motives. So, I mean, you could, you could take this movie, the Becky character, drop him with any kind of, you know, social, economic, whatever analogy, and it works. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yes, agreed, agreed. It doesn't need to be in Greece. It, it could have been any place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and him just try to survive and just trying to get to safety. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So. That's pretty much it on <laughs> That's all I get. Uh, all right. So our Stucco Tarback review goes as follows. Uh, ass on couch. Uh, you know, it's a good viewing. Uh, put your shoe on, kind of play going outside or clean. Um, you have it on in the background. You know, you, you, you're in and out of it. <clears throat> or the worst is I would rather go outside you know, it's bad on by unvaxxed people and, you know, all that good stuff. So what's your review? Yeah, I, I give it a sit down. I mean, I'm glad I watched it. I mean, it's, it's, it's not at the, you know, it's not at the top of the pile. I mean, it's very, it's very simple. I mean, sudden, I mean, it was entertaining. I mean, I honestly, when it went off, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> like it, it wasn't it wasn't the worst thing I've seen. Like, you know, it wasn't Lords of Arabia. Like I'm glad I sat out and watched it. Uh for me it's go outside. Uh this is not a movie for anyone that has ADHD. Um and watching him run and stumble all over the place starts to get old after a while. So they were trying way too hard to be an Alfred Hitchcock movie and um, they need some practice. All right. <laughs> there you have it. I'll back it. On Netflix, you know, if you look it through and look it for some, if you haven't seen it, well, gentlemen say it don't. I'm saying give it a look. You know, if you don't want, if you're sick of watching the impossible white man to ever getting hurt, if you actually want to see some, somebody get hurt, uh, check it out. Uh, so, yeah, there you have it. And we will catch you Thursday with which everyone safe physical distance again. Get your vaccines. Yes. Peace.